Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi Mani Memory of Ram Goldai and Dimur Zekas Yavamas Dot Pei, the eighth parak ha'oral. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. Rabbi Yavahu said, Simani Sris Va'ilanis Uben Shmona, Ein Osimehen Maisa, Ajiu Ben Esrim. The Simanim of a Saris and the Ilanis and a child of the eighth month, we do not act upon them until they are 20 years of age. Rashi explains regarding the child born in the eighth month of pregnancy, even if he's fully developed with hair and nails, we do not say that he's a Bar Kayama, a viable child, until he reaches the age of 20. The more questions whether a Ben Shmona can live, for it was taught in Abraisa, Ben Shmona, Haruka Evan, a child of the eighth month, is treated like a stone, and it's forbidden to move him on Shabbos. But his mother bends over him and nurses him because of Sakana. Rashi explains that in addition to a danger to the baby, it's a danger to the mother to have excessive milk from not nursing, which can lead to pain and cause her death. The more the answer is that Rabbi Avot was referring to a case where the child was a full-term seven-month fetus who developed simanim and lingered in the womb for an additional month. Even if he was born with the simanim of a viable child, such as with fully developed hair and nails, the child is not established as a bar kayama until the age of 20. Point number two is time to brace Ezu Sris Chama. Who is a Sris Chama? Koshu ben Esrim Bohevi Saros. Anyone who is 20 years old and did not produce two pubic hairs, even if he produced them afterwards, he's still classified as a full Sris. Among the Simanim of Sris Chama, the Brisa list, Koshu Enul Zakin, anyone who does not have a beard, Usaro Lakali, and the hair on his head is soft, Usaro Machlik, and his skin is smooth, Koshu Enul Mema Malin Rasichos, anyone whose urine, does not produce foam, anyone who urinates and does not form an arch, anyone who bathes in the winter and his skin does not produce vapor, and anyone whose voice is thin and does not recognize if it's a male or female voice. The Bryson continues and defines an islandese as a woman who's 20 years old and did not produce two pubic hairs. Some of the simanim listed are anyone who has no breasts and has pain during relations and she does not have a lower abdomen that bulges like an ordinary woman and anyone whose voice is thick and it's not clear whether it's a male or female voice. And pointing with you, the Gemara brings him out focus on Marim regarding the simanim of a Saris. Rav Luna says a person is not considered a Saris achiyakulam until he is all of the simanim. But Rabbi Yochanan says, I feel He's a Saris even if he just has one of them. According to Rabbi Yochanan, if he reaches the age of 20 without producing two pubic hairs, he's determined to be a Saris even with just one simon. The Gemara explains that everybody agrees that where he produced two hairs in his beard, He's not established as a Saris unless all the other Simanim are present. They disagree where he did not produce two hairs in his beard. In such a case, Rabbi Yochanan holds that one Simon will establish him as a Saris. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Yavahu said, Simanim Saris va'ilanis ben shmone in osim mehen maisa adshu ben esrim. The Simanim of a Saris, an islanis, and a child of the eighth month, we do not act upon them until they are 20 years of age. Rashi explains regarding the child born in the eighth month of pregnancy, even if he's fully developed with hair and nails, we do not say that he's a Bar Kayama, a viable child, until he reaches the age of 20. The more questions whether a Ben Shmona can live, for it was taught in Abraisa, Ben Shmona, Haruka Evan, a child of the eighth month, is treated like a stone, and it's forbidden to move him on Shabbos. But his mother bends over him and nurses him because of Sakana. Rashi explains that in addition to a danger to the baby, it's a danger to the mother to have excessive milk from not nursing, which can lead to pain and cause her death. The more the answer is that Rabbi Avot was referring to a case where the child was a full-term seven-month fetus who developed simanim and lingered in the womb for an additional month, 
Even if he was born with tisimanim of a viable child, such as with fully developed hair and nails, the child is not established as a bar kayama until the age of 20. Point number two is time to brace the Ezu Sris Chama. Who is a Sris Chama? Koshu ben Esrim Bohevi Shte Saaros. Anyone who is 20 years old and did not produce two pubic hairs. Even if he produced them afterwards, he's still classified as a full Sris. Among the Simanim of Sris Chama, the Brisa lists, Koshe Enel Zakin, anyone who does not have a beard, Usaro Lakali, and the hair on his head is soft, Usaro Machlik, and his skin is smooth, Koshe Enel Mema Malin Resichos, anyone whose urine, does not produce foam, anyone who urinates and does not form an arch, anyone who bathes in the winter and his skin does not produce vapor, and anyone whose voice is thin and does not recognize if it's a male or female voice. The Bryson continues and defines an islandese as a woman who's 20 years old and did not produce two pubic hairs. Some of the simanim listed are anyone who has no breasts and has pain during relations and she does not have a lower abdomen that bulges like an ordinary woman and anyone whose voice is thick and it's not clear whether it's a male or female voice. And pointing with you, the Gemara brings him out focus on Marim regarding the Simanim of Asaris. Rav Luna says a person is not considered Asaris Achiyakulam until he is all of the Simanim. But Rabbi Yochanan says, I feel Be'echumahen. He's Asaris even if he just has one of them. According to Rabbi Yochanan, if he reaches the age of 20 without producing two pubic hairs, he's determined to be Asaris even with just one simon. The Gemara explains that everybody agrees that where he produced two hairs in his beard, He's not established as a Saris unless all the other Simanim are present. They disagree where he did not produce two hairs in his beard. In such a case, Ryokhana holds that one Simon will establish him as a Saris. All right, so now we go to Simon of Pei. Understanding Simon used to be Payday, but Payday was a bit abstract. So then I morphed it into Payday of a Painter. And now moving forward, we're just going to stick with Painter. It's just simple and easier and better to use as a Simon. So Painter is the Simon for Pei. So here goes. The painter commissioned to produce artwork to celebrate the occasion of the child born in the eighth month reaching his 20th birthday uses Sri's Chama and Ioni's anatomy book as a guide to paint a picture of a Saris with all the Samanim. Once again, it's slow motion. The painter, painter, that must more enough pay. The painter commissioned to produce artwork to celebrate the occasion of the child born in the eighth month reaching his 20th birthday, which reminds us, according to Rabbi Avo, a child born in the eighth month of pregnancy, even if he's fully developed with hair and nails, we do not say that he's a Barkayama, a viable child, until he reaches the age of 20. The more questions whether a Ben Shmona can live, for it was taught in a brisa, Ben Shmona, Haruka Evan, a child of the eighth month, is treated like a stone and is forbidden to move him on Shabbos. The more answers Rabbi Avo was referring to a case where the child was a full-term seven-month fetus who developed simanim and lingered in the womb for an additional month. Even if he was born with the simanim of a viable child, such as with fully developed hair and nails, the child is not established as a barkayama until the age of 20. So the painter commissioned to produce artwork to celebrate the occasion of the child born in the eighth month, reaching his 20th birthday, uses Sri's Chama and Islandese anatomy book as a guide, which reminds us the more brings a price that listed the very simanim for a Sri's Chama and an Islandese. So the painter commissioned to produce artwork to celebrate the occasion of the child born in the eighth month, reaching his 20th birthday, used the Sri's Chama and Islandese anatomy book as a guide to paint a picture of Asaris with all the simanim, which reminds us the Gemara brings a Malchokas of Morayim regarding the simanim of Asaris. Rav Huna says a person is not considered Asaris until he has all of the simanim, but Rabbi Yochanan says, he's Asaris even if he has just one of them. So once again, 
The painter commissioned to produce artwork to celebrate the occasion of the child born in the eighth month, reaching his 20th birthday, uses Ceres Chama and Ioni's anatomy book as a guide to paint a picture of a Saris with all the simanim. All right, now it's time for four Bach Hazara. Ein Vav. So the Simodaf Ein Vav is an IV tube, an intravenous tube. So here goes. The Petsua Dakakon who married the Gior's nurse, who always hooked up his IV, IV, that must be Rundaf Ein Vav, intravenous tube. The Petsua Dakakon who married the Gior's nurse, who always hooked up his IV, which reminds us, Roshashis was asked, Petsua Dakakon, Mahu Bigior's Meshukhreras. Regarding a Petsua Dakakon, what is the law regarding marrying a Gior's or Meshukhreras? Do we say that he remains in his Kahuna level of Kadusha and is forbidden to her, or does he not remain in that level and is permitted to her? He answered that if Petsua Daka Yisrael is permitted to marry a Nasina, then a Petsua Dakakon does not remain in his level of Kadusha and may marry a Gior's or a freed slave woman. So the Batsua Dakakon who married the Gioris a nurse, who always hooked up his IV, hallucinated that he had a son named Paris, dressed up in oversized battle armor. Which reminds us, when David went out to fight Galios, Shaul wanted to know if David descended from Paris or Zerach. If he descends from Paris, he will be a king. Shalmelch Poretz Lasos Zerach, for a king may break through Poretz, other people's fences, to make a path for himself and no one can protest against him. If he descends from Zerach, Hashiva Ba'amahavi, he will be merely Hashiv. The reason Shaul asked about him is that Shaul saw that when he gave David his battle garments, they fit David, even though Shaul was taller than everyone. Since his garments fit David miraculously, Shaul asked if he was destined for Malchus. So the Batsua Dakakon who married the Gior's nurse, who always hooked up his IV, hallucinated that he had a son named Peretz, dressed up in oversized battle armor, who'd go out and greet travelers with bread and water, which reminds us, the Gemara relates that Doaka Adomi said to Shaul, before he asked whether David is fit for Malchus or not, ask whether he's fit to marry into the Kahal, because he comes from Rus, who was a Moavi. When Avner responded that it was taught Amoni, below Amonis, Moavi, below Moavis, the Torah only prohibits the males and not the females of Amon and Moab, Doa counted that when the Pasuk says Mamzer, does it not refer to a Mamzeris as well? And the Pasuk says Mitzri, does it not also refer to a Mitzris? Avner responded that it is different in the case of an Ammoni and Moabi, since the Torah explicitly said the reason is because they did not greet you with bread and water on the road when you were leaving Mitzrayim. It's the way for men to greet travelers with bread and water, but not for women to do so. Doa continues to challenge Avner, and on the next daf, the issue is resolved. Daf Ein Zayn, so the Simmer Daf Ein Zayn is a goat. So here goes. The man whose sword was tied to his goat's back. Goat? That must be more on Daf Ein Zayn. A's. The man whose sword was tied to his goat's back to be used against those who did not accept his halachic tradition, which reminds us, continue with the account of Doeg's challenges to David's yichus. The Gemara reconciles contradictory psukim wherein one pasuk, Amasa, was married to David's sister is referred to as the son of Yisra HaYisraeli, and another pasuk his father is referred to as Yisra HaYishmaeli. Rav explained that when Doeg wanted to disqualify David, Shechigar Charbo Ki Yishmael, that Yisra girded his sword like Yishmaeli and said, Whoever does not Except the halakha shall be impaled by the sword, for I have received a tradition from the base of Shmuel that the Torah prohibits Amoni below Amonis, Moavi below Moavis, and therefore David is permitted to marry into the Kahal. So the man whose sword was tied to his goat's back to be used against those who did not accept his halakha tradition decided to use it to cut two Moavi and Amoni yoke straps 
off the goat's neck. Which reminds us, Rav expanded, what's the meaning of that which is written, Patakhtu Moserai, you've released my yoke straps. David said to Kishbaruch Rebon Shalom, Shnei Moser, Shehil Alai, Pitaktem, the two straps were upon me, you have released, Rus HaMoaviah and Naam HaAmonis. Naam was the wife of David's son Shlomo and the mother of his grandson Rechavam. Therefore, there were two yoke straps who were potentially harmful to the yichus of David's malchus, Rus from Moab and Naamah from Ammon. Now that the luck has been resolved, permitting female converts from these nations to marry into the Kahal, Kodesh Baruch released David from these yoke straps. So the man whose sword was tied to his goat's back to be used against those who did not accept his halachic tradition decided to use it to cut two Moavi and Ammoni yoke straps off the goat's neck and give the goat as a gift to the daughter of an Ammoni ger and a Yisraelis who was about to marry a Kohen. Which reminds us we have the Malchus Reyochen Reishakish whether the daughter of an Ammoni ger and a Yisraelis is fit for the Kohuna. Dafayin Ches. So the Simber Dafayin Ches is a child going ach. So here goes. The third generation son of Mitzri Gerim, who went, Uch, child going, Uch, that must be daf, Ein Ches. The third generation son of Mitzri Gerim, who went, Uch, that it took so long for him to be permitted into the Kahal, which reminds us, the Pasu regarding Mitzri and Edomi convert states, Sons who are born to them in the third generation may enter into the Kahal of Hashem. I'll write the questions if sons are mentioned, why are generations mentioned, and vice versa. And answers if sons were stated and generations were not stated, I would have said Ben Risha Mashini Asr Shishi Mutter that the first and second son are Asr, but the third son is Mutter. Therefore, the Pasuk says Doros, generations. And if generations were stated and sons were not stated, I would have said Osana Omdi Mahar Sinai. The Torah is referring to those standing at Har Sinai. So the third generation son of Mitzri Gerim, who went Uch, that it took so long for him to be permitted into the Kahal, was jealous of the fetus of the pregnant Gentile woman who converted since it didn't even require its own tevila, which reminds us, which reminds us that if Rabbi Yochan does not say Uberkiyarchimo, that a fetus is considered like the thigh of its mother, how does it sit with Rabbi who said, Nachus Mu'ber Shinizgaira Bana Einsarch Tevila? If a pregnant Gentile woman converted, her child does not require immersion. The child is not considered the thigh of its mother, but rather it's a separate entity. Why does the child not require its own tevila? So the third generation son of Mitzri Gerim, who went, ugh, that it took so long for him to be permitted into the kahal, was jealous of the fetus of the pregnant Gentile woman, who converted since it didn't even require its own tevila, and went, ugh, again when the famine in the land entered its third year. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates David's efforts to determine what was the cause of a famine that ended up lasting three years. He eventually asked the Urim Vitumim, and Hashem replied that the famine is for Shaul in that they did not eulogize Shaul properly, and also for Shaul's sin that he killed the Givonim. The Gemara clarifies that since Shaul massacred the inhabitants of Nov, the city of Kohanim who supplied the Givonim with water and food, the Pasuk regards it as though Shaul killed them. Ein Tess, so the similar Ein Tess is a pen, and we often use a sofa with a quill. So here goes. The angry scribe, scribe, that must be more duff. Ein Tess. The angry scribe who lacked the merciful, bashful, and kind traits of a Jew, and threw his quills at seven hanging corpses, which reminds us, the more explains that David decreed against the Nisim when he sought to appease them, and they said they wanted him to give them seven of Shaul's sons to hang. David sought an alternative way to appease them, but they would not be appeased. David said, simanim umazo. There are three simanim of this nation, referring to B'nai Yisrael, harachamanim b'ishonim b'gomle chosanim. With a merciful, bashful, and do acts of kindness, whoever has these three simonim is worthy to cleave to this nation through marriage. 
Well, she explains that since the Givonim lacked Rachamim, that would decree that they may not marry Jews. So the angry scribe who lacked the merciful, bashful, and kind traits of a Jew, and threw his quills at seven hanging corpses, had torn up multiple decrees that were made against his people, which reminds us, there were multiple decrees against the Nassim. Moshe decreed for that generation, Yeshua decreed while the temple stood, and David decreed against him for even after the destruction of the base of Migdash. So the angry scribe who lacked the merciful, bashful, and kind traits of a Jew, and threw his quills at seven hanging corpses, had torn up multiple decrees that were made against his people. When he overheard someone call his father Asris Chama moments before his death, which reminds us, Rabbi said that if only having a Shasa kosher, a period of suitability, does not create a need for Chalitza, you'll never have a woman that is fit for Yibum. For there's no widow whose husband did not become a Suzchama for one moment prior to his death. The more answer is that there it's merely a weakness that has begun for him, not actual sterility. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.